FBI Radio, That's You Without End by Deaf Heaven from their record Ordinary Corrupt Human Love. My name's Maya Bilic. I'm with Dan Gordon and you are on for the record. Before I go any further, I'd like to acknowledge that right now we are broadcasting on the stolen Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations person listening in right now. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be. Now today we travel back to a simpler time, July 2018 to be exact, where black metal and shoegaze band Deaf Heaven released one of the most unique records of recent memory, Ordinary Corrupt Human Love. Now this is a band who have been around for some time and just by existing they are able to sit in a very unique and I would even dare to say one of a kind positions just off the top of our heads I can't really think of too many bands that are both a shoegaze and a black metal band let alone able to pull off such a crossing of sounds and cross-pollination of instruments and melodies let alone one that can so easily pull off and make it seem very effortless putting together those two sounds at the same time and Deaf Heaven have been straddling that mix since day one. Yeah, I mean on their first two records, Roads to Judah and the absolutely lauded over Sunbather, both of which are phenomenal records, critics and fans were struck by the way they balanced uh, George Clark's absolutely stomach-churning vocals with the instrumentation that sounded so delicate and graceful but also had the, had the ability to turn your stomach inside out at times. Yeah, it goes without saying, I'm sure you're hearing these genres and immediately imagining some very screechy, loud, guttural singing. And that's not the case here at all. George Clark has a very unique way of making his voice almost its own instrument, which is in some ways cliche, but 
I think he pulls it off. He's able to make his voice sound one with the mix and make the melody sound beautiful. Yeah, I mean, this is not blast beat evil black metal. It was pretty, and that is probably why and one of the main reasons, with the, you know, the semi-muted vocals, the reason they were one of, if not the biggest, I think, crossover uh, black metal bands into... I would say generally the wider music community and you know for better or for worse that is kind of that is the route they've taken now they've gone and continued to get I don't want to say lighter with every release but they've added more and more inspirations their previous record New Bermuda before this while going more into the blacker side of their black gaze style uh, still featured some pretty unique inspirations for a black metal band they really kind of drawed on a little bit more of that poppy Britpop sound at times with all these real sparkling guitars and even at times acoustic guitars that definitely put them kind of in a whole new box uh, for that for that specific genre. So crazy. <laughs> so crazy to think about and throughout it all that they are able to maintain such a melodic tinge to everything even with the way heavy sonics you can hear each instrument and it's been written to sound so beautifully orchestral and you could see that in no other than at their concert hall performance at the Sydney Opera House back in 2016 still considered lore to this day Dan you were there yeah it was really really amazing and it was it was more so than anything nice to see a band you know that are, are capable of going toe-to-toe with the heaviest of the heaviest on their day, playing in that sort of a, a space. And, I, I, you know, I think that more and more bands of that ink should be encouraged and should be booked to play at iconic venues like that because I think if, if Deaf Heaven have taught me anything, you should open your ears up to every every single sound of music that you can possibly try to imagine and... All of them have their merits if you kind of look at them at the right way. Totally. And I mean, these three records of theirs received intense critical acclaim, garnered fans all over the world. So to say the expectations for record number four was pretty high is a bit of an understatement. And that's where we come to today. We're going to walk through Ordinary Corrupt Human Love Right here with you on For The Record, a weekly album show on FBI. We'd like to dedicate today's show to our super producer, Josh, who is an absolute godsend. He's listening right now and we hope he knows how much we appreciate all the hard work he's put into making this show happen. Now, Ordinary Corrupt Human Love uh, took another turn, yet another one, and another risk. And in our humble opinions, it paid off immensely. This record is perhaps more than any of their others, really, really understands each and every genre that it plays with and floats between all of them really kind of effortlessly and they move with such kind of grace that all of them seem to work together. Yeah, there's moments of classic rock, straight-up shoegaze and some of the most cathartic black metal you've probably ever heard and might ever hear all right after the other, even mixed together in the same song these opuses of sound but never throughout this record despite all the styles does it ever sound too forced or too much like any of the one thing it just works 
yeah, it's such a treat to sink your teeth into for the full hour runtime. So that's exactly what we're going to do here on For The Record today. We're listening to Deaf Heaven and their record Ordinary Corrupt Human Love. This one's called Honeycomb. You're on FBI. From Honeycomb, you heard Canary Yellow. My name's Maya Billick. I'm with Dan Gordon. On For The Record, we're listening to Deaf Heaven. Ordinary Corrupt Human Love is the record. And it seems rare to be able to listen to an album with so much darkness sonically and something that can almost at times sound a bit dank and filthy, but also be hopeful, empowered and uplifting. Yeah, and I mean, this is exactly what Ordinary Corrupt Human Love does. Rock riffs and muted piano keys are thrown in amongst blast beats, which you wouldn't really normally associate with one another. Frightening scowls are belted over gentle, airy shoegaze. All of these things absolutely are meant to cancel one another out, but they don't. They just work. Its delivery initially suggests some pretty intense devastation, But the way the record builds and constantly moves forward alludes to something much more personal and heartfelt. It's not necessarily a light at the end of the tunnel, but it is that graduation day victory lap that there is a way that you're going to come out on the other side. And that's where tracks like Honeycomb and Glint throw their weight around, destroying everything in their way. The others really build the emotions of love and intimacy, almost in an operatic way, like peering through a crack in the blinds. Clark sings, Can I rest for a while wishing you were near? 
uh, with completely clean vocals on the track near, suggesting of yearning, cinematically posed immediately following the explosion of Canary Yellow, which has to be one of the best Deaf Heaven songs in their entire catalogue, if we do say so ourselves. I think one that really encapsulates not only this record, but I would dare say Deaf Heaven is a band. It's a study of contrast. It's got piano ballads, melodic guitar, bombs of distortion, howling vocals, some of the best drumming Daniel Tracy's ever done, and it's a 12-minute epic it's, it's, no, it's not over three minutes. You've really got to sit there in a Pink Floydian kind of way and move with every element that comes or is thrown at you. Now, I just want to read a little excerpt from our producer, Josh, who is an avid fan and wanted to throw in a little personal story of his. He said, This song never quite clicked with me until I saw them perform it live at the Manning Bar, which was legitimately the best performance I've ever seen in my life. And he's seen a lot. Uh, so, so much so that every single time I listen to this song, in the hundreds now, easily, my whole body gets goosebumps. The way that even live they were able to play with this much unbelievable ferocity and beauty was maybe the most cathartic experience I have ever been privy to. Big shout out to Josh. If you've got a memory of yours to share about Death Heaven, drop us a line on 0409 945 945 because... They managed to go in different directions time and again, going for far more of the shoegazy side of things in their most recent record, Infinite Granite. No two albums of Death Heavens 5 sound the same, nor do they even have anywhere close to a similar style. But in our opinion, Ordinary Corrupt Human Love is the one that encapsulates all of their styles, and on this record, they mastered them all. We'll be right back. Here on For The Record, we're going to dive into more Deaf Heaven and the record Ordinary Corrupt Human Love. This one's near. You're on FBI Radio.
kicked it all off with Nair, and this one is Glint. We're listening to Deaf Heaven's Ordinary Corrupt Human Love here on For The Record. It's unlike any other in Deaf Heaven's discography, which is what you'd have heard us gushing over if you've been listening on For The Record, and some would even say unlike any other full stop. It's an immense achievement, not only in being able to experiment with completely divergent and disparate sounds, but this is a black metal album with swathes and swathes of grey. Yeah, it's an approach that may not necessarily appeal to purists of extreme metal or shoegaze, but honestly, I feel like this isn't necessarily for them anyway, because it has absolutely gone down in for-the-record law, to say the least. Ambitious, urgent, and completely essential. Plus, I think also it's a real testament to them and their craft that this is quite an accessible black metal album. You know, I I feel confident that you could play this to a lot of people who would easily say that this is something that they can listen to. It's not the quote-unquote easiest genre to take in, but I want to give a big shout-out to George Clark in particular. I was really lucky to be able to speak with him at the release of this record on FBI Radio Once Upon a Time and throughout it all he was able to approach their songwriting, craft, production, everything they wanted this album to sound with such humility and grace in a way that you wouldn't even necessarily think someone who would write this kind of music would sound like or speak about this kind of music. And on that note, we're going to dive into more. This is Night People. Radio, you're on for the record, weekly album show going through Ordinary Corrupt Human Love by Deaf Heaven, dedicated to our producer Josh, who's wrapping up his time on the show. 
Big shout out to everyone who's texted in on 0409 945 945 with their thoughts, memories and opinions on Deaf Heaven in particular. Amy, Louie, Joey, thank you so much. It's time for us to make some room for lunch with Tanita Rizagi. If you like what you heard or you want to listen to anything else that we've done, you can jump to fbiradio.com forward slash programs and hit the For the Record tab or where anywhere you get your podcasts, we are right there. Tanita is going to take you through until 3pm, so don't go anywhere. On FBI Radio 94.5 FM at Digital Radio and streaming at fbiradio.com. We're going to leave you with some Worthless Animal and we'll be back with a new album to unpack the same time next week, Wednesday, midday. We'll see you right there.